Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Hello everyone and happy Halloween. Welcome to this edition of 48 Minutes Basketball Network's Benchmark. Yes, sir. It's mob time. Yes, sir. I just figured I had to, you know, I named the bench mob here. I know there's like other podcasts that have this name and I understand that. Uh, but I really did this because it reminded me of like the 22 coach era bulls called themselves that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was fitting that last night as the bulls have the Utah jazz in the United center and Tony Ku coach is there to visit and be honored that they kick their ass, man. They sure did <laughs> <laughs> only fitting that Tony Ku coach is in town. The bulls beat the jazz, right? Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, we hope here at the Bench Mob and the 48 Minutes Basketball Network, you all had an awesome Halloween, as we did. We discussed uh, before we got on the air. Um, we only have two of us here tonight. Uh, I am Tim Daniel, and I am joined by Mr. Ben Brown. So we do, you've heard uh, we're very excited to be here tonight. Absolutely. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. So we're gonna- we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, since Shot Callers went up Friday, we still have a lot to talk about. Yes. Which is just what you want. Just what Absolutely. you want. Um, so first things first, uh, we're gonna get into probably one of the probably the you can make the case the hottest team in basketball right now. Um in yep. the New York Knicks. Now, Ben, I wanted to make this our first topic tonight. Um obviously I know they had a really close call with the Bulls where the Bulls came back and played, you know, the Knicks uh, still won the game. Oh, I thought you were gonna um, point out the fact that I was selling them in our previews. Well, I'm getting there. I was getting there. <laughs> You and Josh, you guys talk ahead of my, like, <laughs> but I was going to ask you, so they are off to this start, you mm-hmm. know, technically right now, number one in the East for the sake of games they've won, um, which is way, 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 way too early to even be looking at that. But right. are you at the point currently, um, do you still feel like you're selling the Knicks? Or are you still on a wait and see mode? Where are you at with that thought on your, on the Knicks so far? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm... It's hard not to buy what they're doing, um, especially coming off the momentum. Because after watching that just horrendous playoff uh, series that they had, and they didn't play with a whole lot of energy, like like the whole city of New York was just buzzing and, and they were going crazy. And then they lose that series. I really thought, well, that was it. That's that was the end of this little run. You know what I mean? Julius Randle will kind of do his thing, but are they really going to? be anywhere rj barrett's who he is can kimba be the guy that everybody wants him to be and they've come out this this new year man i mean they look they look legit like they those guys have put it together kimba looks like he's found his rhythm uh julius randall and i didn't think that this is possible but he's seemed to take another step forward yeah biggest one man is rj barrett like Oh yeah, RJ Barrett to me has has just taken um, just leaps and bounds from where he was and where we thought his ceiling was going to be, and and 
And if he continues to play that way, it's hard not to buy the Knicks, um, even though they're six games in. But it's hard not to buy buy what they're doing and what they're putting together. Um, I mean, Tibbs, man. <laughs> Tibbs. Tibbs dust. <laughs> that Tibbs magic, man. He, he's got him believing, man. I, I you know, and I shouldn't have. I, I should have not sold the hype, but I did. But. You know, I got to give credit. I got to give credit to Tibbs, man. He's really taken this young crew and had them bought in. And hopefully, you know, I, I hope that they're able to make a run in the playoffs. Um, you know, and I listened to the uh, shot callers. Like, it's really good when the Knicks and the Bulls, and I know I brought this up before, but it's really good when teams like the Knicks, the Bulls, like the league is in a good place when those big market teams are good. And I know, I believe Kyle said that. And I know that we've talked about that before. When, our, when the big market teams are playing well, the NBA is in a good spot. It is. I totally agree. Um, and, you know, we talked about, you know, Julius Randle taking another step. You know, I think one of the biggest things for him is really that he doesn't have to carry as much of a load as he had to last mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, when you get rid of when you move on from Alfred Payton and replace him with Kemba Walker, it's a pretty big jump. Man, uh, absolutely. And, you know, you kind of talk about, you talked about R.J. Barrett. I mean, last night he was, had 35 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 12 mm-hmm. of 18 from the field. He was 6 of 8 from 3. I mean, he was on another level. And defensively, I was, you know, going back to the Bulls game, you know, I know a lot of people kind of, like, try to nitpick R.J. I'm very high on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that he played defense against Zach Levine in that game was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. I mean, Levine still hit some tough shots, but that's because what, that's what he does. But well, Levine's a, a heck of a player. I mean, right? Yeah. Shots. Yeah, he's gonna make big shots. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, I thought that where we got, what we got from them uh, is that in that circumstance was huge. Um, you know, even you know, like Derrick Rose, you know, isn't playing the minutes he's used to, even coming off the bench, and he's played really well in that role. I think you know Thursday night he had he played twelve minutes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that really cool moment where him and Ayo Donsumu, both Chicago kids, come off the bench and they check it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just that crowd reaction was so neat. Yeah. Um, and last night, Rose played 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So um, they're getting, you know, Obi Toppin's been a little inconsistent, but you're actually yeah. seeing him become like a formidable NBA player uh, with 7.3 off the bench right now. Um, and then Alec Burks, obviously. So they're fairly deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and their schedule coming up, you look at, let's see, I got it up here. So, Toronto, they go to Indy on Wednesday. They go to Milwaukee on Friday. They got Cleveland on Sunday. So, they have four games this week. They're playing every other day. So, this mm-hmm. is going to be, it's not necessarily playing back-to-backs, um, but, you know, you're going to see a lot of what this team is capable of these next couple of days, I mean, throughout this week, just because they're yeah. playing four games and two of the four on the road. So, uh, you know, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to see what this team, what this team does this week. Yeah, I am too. And the, and the, the big one for me, not to, I mean, not to go back, but man, how big has Evan Fournier been for them? Like really good dude. Like, like he played in the Olympics and, and I don't, and there's something, I guess there's something about playing for your country when you're going up against the best players in other people's countries and you're going up against, of course, the best players in the world in the NBA. But I, I felt like he came back from the Olympics and he's a different player. 
Much different. Totally different player. So I don't know. I don't know if him going and playing for his country and that leadership role where he had he was the guy that was taking big shots. He was the guy that was the scorer. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess when you do that, I mean, it just it puts you in a different perspective. So Evan Fournier has been really big for them. He has. Um, you saw that in that Bulls game. There were stretches where he couldn't miss. Yeah. And yep. so, and I know I keep referencing that game, obvious reasons, but you know, <laughs> that's the game I watched the most of this year from them. But, you know, that's that Sixers game where they just, you know, they had that long losing streak against the Sixers, mm-hmm. and the Sixers go into the Garden, and they beat them by, I think, tw- was it 13? 13 or 20? Yeah, it was 13. Um, I had, I 112.99. Yeah, 112.99, yep. Yeah, and you know you're like, oh, okay, cool, and of course you know that's where uh, we're. I'm starting to. I still don't understand where Bing Bong came from. If there's a Knicks fan out there that can please explain it to me, or do do you know? I I have no idea. All I know is out of the blue, like everyone's like saying Bing Bong and celebrating the Knicks, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I don't. Whatever that means. Yeah, I don't get that one at all. Yeah, but hey, they're having fun. (laughs) They are. So that's great. I'm happy for them. Way to go. Yeah, um, absolutely. So our next topic of discussion I want to go to, and we're actually going to get an article up this week on this guy from our new intern. Shout out Parker Fields. Welcome yes, sir. To the network, my friend. Yes, sir. Um, is Cavaliers rookie forward Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, to say I was super high on Evan Mobley is not a Captain Obvious thing. A lot of people were coming out of USC going to the draft this year. He was the third pick in the draft. And, you know, a lot of people had him number one on their board. I was like 1A, 1B with him and Cade. Um, but watching a few Cavs games this year, they've played pretty well so far. You know, they go into L.A. and they beat the Clippers. They really hung with the Lakers until the end when Carmelo got hot mm-hmm. and just kind of started hitting some crazy old old Carmelo shots, uh, which is kudos to him, obviously. Um, but they really hung with that super athletic Laker team. The way they're using Kevin Love off the bench actually makes sense. Yes, it does. Um so you you know we we mocked the Cavs a lot with you know this offseason they had but Ben I'm watching Evan Mobley now it's probably about 3 or 4 games and I already knew he was going to be a very good NBA player but you can already watch this kid and you can see like it feels like he's already like a top 10 defensive player in the NBA oh, yeah. and I don't know if I'm exaggerating if it's just getting crazy here in the, at the bench mob but the way that he kind of like you can he's like an anchor of their defense already and Jared Allen's obviously really good but you're seeing just the way that he like dictates things and he's going like and on the other Austin side of the ball he's not scared of anybody he's going right at Anthony Davis he's going right at LeBron yeah and he's you know it's like you, you know if you're going to if you're going to get a shot on me, you're going to have to beat me. And he's like, but at the same point, if you have the ball on the other side, I'm coming right at you too. So for you, I don't know how much Cavs you've gotten to watch. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. they're our local TV team on the Bally Sports area. Yes, yeah. um, mm-hmm. How impressed are you so far with Evan Mobley? I'll say this. I, I watched him. I watched the Lakers-Cavs game. Um, I watched the replay of it. Um, and, and to watch him, and, I, and then I read an article Anthony Davis, they interviewed him about playing against Evan Mobley. And he's like, man, he he he's game is progression. He's looks like a young me. I mean, he does. You know what I mean? Like, like he, you know, the way he's able to block shots, the way he plays defense, the way he runs the floor, he's a lob threat. You know, he he's he's real thin, but I mean the kid gets it done on both ends of the floor. So um 
watching that game, it's a lot of what you said. Like, like there's no back down in him. Um, he was he was fearless against LeBron. He was fearless against Anthony Davis. Um, and to watch him do the things he does on defense, it's, he's he seems like he's a three or four year vet. The way he yeah. sees the floor really well defensively, and his slides and weight on the way he's able to get from one end of the of the wing to the other, and the way he protects the paint, like really impressed by that kid. I, and I mean, no. No shock to anybody. I, Tim, you, I, I, I did distinctly remember you being really high on him and, and, um, and the way he was able to play defense. And you thought that he would have an impact immediately. And you were right. I mean, you were right. The kid um, is impressive. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they, that they'll do some things in Cleveland to build around him. Um, because he is a guy that's going to get better, and he's a guy that could really lead your team to some big-time wins further down the road if you do it correctly. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you look at when they played the Lakers, they used him a lot as their three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy that can play three through five. And, you know, like that's obviously, you know, that just having that, not the positions are a huge deal anymore in basketball. We talk about that all the time, right. but just having someone that you have that flex, you use that flexibility with, um, you know, when they go into LA and beat the Clippers, and yeah. it's like, I mean, that was really impressive. They not only beat them, they held them to under eighty points in Staples. Yeah, and that game, he's guarding Paul George. You yeah. know, like a lot of stretches in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know where I'm at with this Cavs team. I don't feel like. You know, I'm not going to be like Sean here who like acts like they're the worst franchise to ever play basketball. Um, and but I'm not necessarily at like this is a playoff team either, but I'm happy that they are making progress. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked Darius Garland to be the most improved player this year, and I think he's played pretty well. But you know, I'm like I said, just continue to be blown away by Evan Mobley. I am really, really, really excited for them this week. Uh, if you want to kind of get a, head, a heads up of what's where they're at. So they go to Miami, to Washington, where the Wizards are playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. They come home for Utah. That's their three games this week. Yo, that That's a true test. I mean, that's... Hold on, hold on. Forgive me. I am behind. That was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they also have four games this week. They go to Charlotte. So that that's a test. Okay. Come home for Portland, go to Toronto, and go to the Knicks. Mm. So that's a big week. That is a big week for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a ends the season week if things don't go well. No, um, but no. you know, if you break out of their five hundred, you win two of those four. You got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they match up. Um, I, I think they match up with that Blazers team. Okay, I think the Raptors team mm-hmm. is a winnable game. Um, them going to the Garden will be difficult because just the Knicks are just playing, you know, playing really well. Uh, and that first one versus the Hornets, uh, that's another young team that's playing really well. But you just never know in the NBA, man. You never know when you're going to catch a night where a team's not shooting the ball well um, and you're playing well or, or vice versa. So uh, it, it's a, it's a big-time week for them, um, but – I, I agree with you that <laughs> coming into the season, we thought that their roster wasn't very good, but um, you're starting to see that they're, they are trying to do some things the right way. 
Um, and, and I think that they are trying to um, build around some of their younger talent with Garland. And now you have Mobley and you still have Colin Sexton. And I do agree with you. The way they're using Kevin Love off the bench is, is, uh, is a credit to their coaching staff and, and trying to find a good fit for a guy that's makes too much money to go anywhere else. So, yeah, they've been out without Isaac Okoro for mm-hmm. a little bit now who, you know, could probably, you know, you could probably also make the case as, you know, probably their second best defensive player. Um, so, you know, actually maybe third Jared Allen. Still oh, Jared Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and I know Mobley kind of had a bad game against Phoenix two, four and four. Um, but you know, that Phoenix seems pretty good. I know they yeah. started off one and three for that game, obviously, but um, you know, I wouldn't take any take it with a grain of salt what happened at that game. Yeah, and he's um, also a rookie, man. I mean, that rookie, yeah. they're going to have games like that. that that's, that's that's just part of a, a rookie's growth process for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely there with you. And real quick before we do move on, um, did you get a chance to see any of Cade's debut? Um, I saw some of the highlights. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but I, I saw that he had, what, two points on one of eight? Yeah, seven rebounds. And seven rebounds. Yeah, I thought he played fine. Okay. He didn't shoot well, but, you know, like we say, well, he's a rookie. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, a rookie debut, you know, you're not going to – most rookies don't come in and light it up, uh, you know, from the beginning. But, you know, that guy's got a lot of pressure on him, man. He's the face of that city now. So, um, you know, I know my boy Kyle Brandon is 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 super excited to see him in, in Detroit and – but man, that's that's a lot, you know. When you when you're asking a rookie to be the face of your city and your franchise, you know, I know one for eight as a debut that's going to happen. But you can't have too many of those, <laughs> especially if you're supposed to be the guy. But um, hope I know Kate will play better, man. It's, it's yeah, I'm not worried about. Him. I'm not worried about him at all. Not not one bit. Yeah, there's like part of me that like. Um... I really feel like the Pistons, obviously, we know that this is kind of like a total rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just kind of getting ahead to this week's at-large bid. We're going to be talking about the ACC and the SEC uh, with our conference previews. Um, so Duke has this kid right now who's, you know, one or two in the mock drafts, depending on what you look at, uh, named Paolo Banchero. Okay. And if the Pistons find a way to have the number one pick and they get Paolo, a Paolo Cade Cunningham – that is a superstar combo who is going to take them to the next level when those as those guys evolve evolve into basketball players. There, that would what, just be terrific. What uh, what position? Oh, not position, but what what? He's a wing. Is he a wing? Is he okay? Yeah, he's a wing. So he was the you know he was the number two recruit in the country. Okay. Um, to me, he was number one. I'm not super into Chet Holmgren like everyone else is. Okay. I just, I, when I watch him play, I don't see it. I was going to say, I, I mean, I know this is an at-large bid, but but um, I was gonna, I wanted to ask you you about that because I I don't see it either. I mean, he's a big, tall, linky guy. I mean, but I don't. Everybody making this big deal about him, you know, uh, you know what he does, but I, I I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen enough of him. I don't know. I'm not going to say he's not talented. I just, I'm not in love with his game. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go in here and act like he's going to be a bust in the NBA. I think he'll be a good NBA player. Right. But there's not this, like for Paolo, the next really good wing in this draft is Jaden Hardy, who's playing for the G League Ignite team. Gotcha. 
And that's a pretty big gap between those two. Um, you can also make the case of guys like um, A.J. Griffin, who's also going to be at Duke. Patrick Baldwin's going to play at Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Those are going to be really good players. Caleb Houston from Michigan, who we talked about last week. But the you know the gap for Paolo compared to like the other wings is pretty decent. The gap from Chet Holmgren to Memphis's Jalen Duran is not significant. It's not, not this big thing. No, man. Like If you watch Memphis this year, you will be blown away by how good Jalen is. He is, yeah, he's he's the man. Um, and also, if Imani Bates was in this draft, he would be the number one pick. Mm. Just, he would be. He is that good. Yeah. Um, but I guess with the rule being that he's too young to enter the draft, he's either going to have to do a year. He could, either, he could do two years in Memphis, one year at Memphis, one year at the G League, or one year at the G League with uh, Memphis, one year overseas. Gotcha. Um, but something tells me that NIL money is going to be pretty nice at Memphis. So oh, he might be, he might absolutely. be there a couple of years. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're, where that's at there. Um, so kind of piggyback a little bit off of what they talked about on shot callers this week for our next segment. I do want to get a little bit into the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the growth of Lamella ball has been tremendous. Absolutely. And they had, they had a really good win today against Portland where they won by 12 at home. Uh, I know they lost to Miami the other night, but I think, you know, we everyone's kind of talking about this Miami team might be the best team in basketball. Yeah. They're, yep. They're tremendous. Yep. They are. Um, so, but today, you know, you saw it again with LaMelo, 27, 9, and 7. You got 19, 6, and 9 from Miles Bridges. They got 26, 7, and 5 off the bench from Kelly Oubre. Um, PJ Washington seems like he's kind of getting his head together, which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Se- 17 off the bench. All these guys are contributing. All these guys are playing well. Um, Gordon Hayward at twelve and five today. Terry Rozier at fourteen and five. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, it's only like his second or third game this year. Uh, I think uh, it's second, maybe. Yeah, but this team's really good. They are. And James Borrego, I've thought all along. I thought he was a really good hire for them. Um, he's been a really good coach for that team. You have your franchise player in LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges is being like, you better give me my contract, um, which I love. Mm-hmm. So this overall group, it's not just LaMelo leading the way anymore. Everyone is gaining levels of confidence and skill set to where James Booknight, their lottery pick, isn't even playing yet. No. He's a he's a DMP coach's decision. Like, so for, Yeah, quite a bit. He hasn't scored a basket yet. No. Yeah. Crazy to think about. Oh, I know. I loved him. Love the Charlotte them. Hornets are so deep that their number one pick hasn't played and hasn't scored a point yet. Yeah, isn't that wild? Wow. That's nuts. That's nuts. I'm good. I'm happy to see Kelly Oubre, man. He's he struggled the last year or so. It's good to see him in a spot where he's able to contribute because Everybody has known how how defensively how well he plays, uh, and how active he's can he, or how active he can be. But to see him have twenty six seven and five, I mean that's that's um that's pretty legit. That's pretty legit. And and like you said, it's from it's from the top down. So I mean, you got guys like you know PJ Washington comes off the bench. You get Terry Rozier back. Um, I mean, the growth of, of Bridges, man, has been phenomenal. Like, that's just so fun. Been, I mean, he's just a fun kid to watch, man. He, he you're, you're talking about that contract. That's called trying to secure the bag 
you yes, know, it is. on the floor. <laughs> and that's what he's doing. I mean, he's he's been legit. He's been legit all year. And then you got a guy like Gordon Hayward, I mean, who's been who's played really well all season. So you've got a mixture of young guys and, and older guys and some talent there that that uh it, it all seems to be flowing pretty good together. But nothing rolls without Lamel. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, dude, when when you know Lamelo came into the league, I mean, of course, he's got all that different stuff with his dad and all that stuff, but dude, he has just been just been phenomenal, man. Very good. Just so good, man. Like it, it's 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 crazy to see his growth from where he started to where he is now, man. It, it's 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 pretty cool to see. Yeah, I'm blown away by how good he's been. Um, you know, you're talking about a situation where like he's gonna put his name in that all star circumstance. We're like we're gonna be talking about him potentially there. It's gonna be hard to break in because all these Eastern Conference guards are playing mm-hmm. really well, but. You know, he's going to be in the race. I mean, he was four of nine from three today. So you're seeing that three-point shot develop. I think the thing that blows me away the most about LaMelo, and obviously his height will play a part in this, but Mm -hmm. he is a really good defender. Yeah. I mean, a rebounder. Rebounder, I mean, he's not a very good defender. Um, Rebounding, he is really good. Averaging five five and a half rebounds a game, dude. Yeah. He just, like, I just seeing him fight for the ball in the air, um, you know, while he's guarding guys like like Dame and like running back and grabbing rebounds. And mm-hmm. I know Dame's not off to the best start this year, shooting wise, but yeah. just blown away by that kind of looking at their schedule coming up. I'm really excited for this week for them as well. Um, you're talking about some really, really fun games. Um, let me pull this up real quick. I just had it a second. Yeah. Ago. I think they said our, our, we already mentioned they play the Cavaliers on Monday, which tomorrow. Yep. Then the owl, oh, this is gonna be a fun one. Hornets Warriors. Woohoo. Oh boy. When, Steph Curry versus Dame versus Mello Ball. Yes. And then they go to, to Sacramento and then they go to the Clippers. Who are the Clippers are woof woof. One and four. They're yeah, they got the struggling. Uh, next Monday they got the Lakers. Yeah, they're struggling. Yeah. You just hate to see it. <laughs> such a shame wink wink <laughs> yeah it, what do you mean a team with eric bledsoe playing big minutes is struggling no uh, way <laughs> yeah i think come on ben i think they showed the other night that the clippers scored 88 points and paul george had 42 of them <laughs> 42 of the 88 i'm like oh gosh <laughs> so here are the clippers here's the clippers so far that you got me thinking about. You got me looking at this now. Mm-hmm. So they lose opening. They lose their first game to the Warriors by two, one fifteen, one thirteen. Yep. No one's no one's gonna fault you for losing to the Warriors. Nope. Ja in Memphis come to town, beat you by six. Mm-hmm. Ja Morant is at the next level now. Yes, he, has, he is. He is hit That's the next not even level. a question. Yeah, he's he's next level. Yeah. You play Portland, who you beat by thirty. At home, you got the Laker. I mean, you got the Cavs. You lose by thirteen, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. And then you play Portland again, the team you just beat by thirty, and you lose by twenty nine. <laughs> I don't know, guys. This Clippers thing might not go very well. Yeah, man. Um, <sighs> They'll still find a way to win two or four against the Lakers because they always do for some reason. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. 
like you said, you know, Eric Bledsoe is playing big time minutes. You know, Paul George leads them in points, rebounds, steals, and he and he's second in assist to Bledsoe. Like, like it's literally the Paul George show. Reggie ja- Paul George is LeBron right now. Right. Yeah. Reggie Jackson's little goggle run during the last year's playoff, that's over. <laughs> you know, Luke Kennard, you know, he he's decent, you know, but he's not still not shooting the ball particularly well. You know, Eric Bledsoe's giving you 10 points a game. I think uh the Morris twins only played in two games, so he hasn't even been healthy. You know, you got Zubac, who's who gives you really nothing. But gosh, look at this bench: Terrence Mann, Hartstein, Batum, Coffee, and Winslow. That's their bench. Not very good, Bob. I mean, that's just. I mean, eh, 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 yeah, terrible, awful. To to put in context, correct. <laughs> Ty Lue deserves much better than this roster. And I understand he's out Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But, man, this is rough. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, being out Kawhi Leonard is understandable. But, man, they did not do him any favors with that roster. That roster is hot garbage. Yes, it is. Man, it's just rough. So let's talk about some good stuff. Yes, let's sir. Let's talk about some good things in the Western Conference. Um, I don't know. Let's talk first about the Jazz. I hate this team. Why do you hate the Jazz? I hate the Jazz. Why? Why? Why no love for the Jazz? Um. Well, Rudy Gobert plays for them. That's the first. Step. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But outside of Rudy, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like, like, look. I freaking love Donovan Mitchell. We have talked about this Absolutely. since he's been in the league. One of Absolutely. my favorite players. The worst thing about the only bad thing about him is he plays for the Jazz. Um, and look, they got a big win tonight against Milwaukee. They did in Milwaukee, so give them props. Um, you know, they lost last night in Chicago. Give them props. Yeah. Well, I, I like we've said, man, that Bulls team is gonna. Uh, I mean, that's they're they're legit, man. Yeah. Bean and DeRozan, I. I, you know, when you looked at it on paper, you're like, you know, if DeRozan could be that guy, like we've said, he was he was lost in translation down in San Antonio. But, dude, he has been that guy. And with Levine and the other cast that you got there in Chicago, they're going to make they're going to make some noise for sure. Yeah, and I agree. But my thing with the Jazz is we go through this every regular season. Every mm-hmm. regular season, it's like, man, the Jazz are putting some big wins together. Mm-hmm. They're doing this. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. And it's like, okay, cool. You guys are the 2010 Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that's, that's who they are. It's yep. just like, all right, you know, like, great. You guys will occasionally host a playoff series, and then you'll get waxed. Yeah. Like, you guys had no business losing to the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Oh, last gosh, year. no. No business. And you still did. And, you know, wasn't Donovan Mitchell's fault. He could have played better, yes. But, I mean, he's the reason you guys were even in a couple games. But it's just, I'm out, man. I don't believe in them. I don't care. I don't think Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder's a really good coach. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to continue to make the playoffs. But 
I don't think they're ever going to win a championship. It's just Utah, man. They don't know what winning a championship means, and they never yeah. will. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying there for sure. Um, and honestly, it, it's it's kind of like when when you watch that team that has all that gusto and all those that that just they got all the great frills around them, and they're one, and then they get into the playoffs and they just crumble. They just absolutely crumble. Um, but it's the same thing, like you said, it's the same thing as as last year. You're getting, you know, you're getting Mike Conley's playing well. Bogdanovich is playing well. Jordan Clarkson is still coming off the bench, smoking people. I mean, he's still unbelievable. Rudy Gobert, I mean, this is probably one of those better offensive seasons that he's had. I mean, and he's averaging 18 rebounds a game. I mean, 17 and 18, almost 18 and 18. And, of course, Donovan Mitchell was Donovan Mitchell. Even though Donovan Mitchell hasn't shot the ball particularly well, he's still Donovan Mitchell. He still can get it. So I I, I like the Jazz, but it is, it is that is true, man. Like, they, they get you so hyped during the regular season only to let you down in the playoffs. <laughs> yep. It's fun to watch, man. I, I do, I do enjoy watching that jazz team when I'm, when I'm, if it's a Friday night and I'm up late, cause of course they're on, you know, mountain time or whatever it is, but um, they are a fun team to watch. Um, and, and I do think they have some talent, but I think they're the only issue is, is that, you know, they're in the Western conference. So, I don't know how far that's going to go. And like you said, do they have that championship mentality like other teams have, like your Golden States and your other teams that have been there and walked to walk and talked to talk? So, Yeah, because it's not like when you look at the roster, you're like, well, this team's not very good. They just overachieve all the time. It's like, like no, like Royce O'Neal's a pretty decent NBA player. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Mitchell and, RG, and, uh, and Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. and Mike Conley, and it's like, okay, cool, like, congratulations, you're going to get beat by the Suns in the first round. Like, yeah, way to go. Yeah. And, like, at some point, you're just kind of like, all right, enough's enough. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of, tired of watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Brett Favre would do that thing every year. It's like, do I quit playing? Do I keep playing? Do I retire? Do I play oh, again? Yeah. It's like, enough's is enough. It, does anybody want me? Come on, somebody's got to want me. No, I don't want anybody to want me. I want to retire. But come on, man, you got to love me. I'm Brett Favre. Four, baby. Like, no, 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 I need to walk away. <laughs> you're like, leave. Just leave. Yeah, like, don't ever just go away. Have a, don't have another... Don't have another press conference. I don't want to see another Wrangler commercial. Nothing. Just go away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't need your Tommy Copper commercials. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Copper fit. I don't need none of that stuff. Just go away. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to wear it anymore because you're advertised on it and you just may be really mad there for five years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just unreal. All right, man. So you mentioned that you wanted to get a little dubs talk in, and I am never going to be against talking about the Warriors. Obviously, five and one. Their one loss is to our boy John ja Morant in the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, it is. But they've got wins against the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings, the Thunder. Two wins against the Thunder, including a twenty-one point shellacking. Um, we already mentioned they have a really fun game this week against Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, but then also they have New Orleans and Houston. And then next Monday we get Steph Curry versus Trey Young. Oh, nice. So 
we saw, I told you guys a few weeks back that I have been tracking Steph Curry winning the three point breaking the three point record like I did Barry Bonds chasing Hank Aaron a few years back. <laughs> 111 threes to go before he breaks the record. He is hit through their six games so far, as our boy Josh Hayes told us. He has 31. Wow. So that's, you know. It's five, it's five threes a game. Five threes a game. Just like we you can, needed. Yeah, this could be done by the All-Star break, the way things are going, man. Crazy. Yeah, but I think the best thing about this squad is we know that this still isn't the best of them. And obviously we have ran this narrative into the ground like every basketball podcast where they don't have Clay Thompson, they don't have James Wiseman, they're depending on a lot of other guys. Um but you know, if you look at oh God, I know they played the Thunder here, so please do mm-hmm. not hold this against me what as I as I use this example. Um you know, Jordan Poole has been really good for them and mm-hmm. Draymond's obviously Draymond. Andrew Liggins has been really good. Gavon Looney's played those minutes for Wiseman really well. Mm-hmm. Um Otto Porter off the bench. We talked about how that was a really good signing. You you picked the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA championship this year. I did. You got to be feeling pretty good about that right now. I I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. I I just man, I just felt like um, I just felt like this team knows what the end game is. So they know that if they can weather the storm through, you know, through December, and then they've weathered it pretty well. I mean, like you said, Andrew Wiggins is is shooting, you know, uh, shooting well. He's shooting 40% from three, uh, 40, I wanted to say 44, 45% from the field. Um, so he's played well. Draymond, of course, leading in rebounds and assists. Steph Curry is almost averaging 30 points a game. Um, Jordan Poole has been phenomenal. All they had to do was weather the storm until December. And then Autobots transform. They activate. <laughs> Clay Thompson comes back. They they form like Voltron. And then it's going to be a show. Because Clay Thompson is two years removed. And he can't, you know. Once he gets back on the floor, then it's going to be, it's going to be nothing but a show. Um, but you know, I, I think those other guys have stepped up well. Um, like you said, the, you know, Looney's played well. Porter was a big signing, um, and, and I think that through these games, I think they've played, they've done more than hold their own, um, knowing that Clay Thompson is come is coming back. So. That's the exciting thing for me. That's kind of what why I based it on them. Um, I think that they will have more shooting. I think, though, you know, you bring back a Wiseman, you've got Draymond playing well. I think they'll be as deep or deeper than anybody else in the Western Conference when you add Clay Thompson and, and Wiseman. And Draymond's already there and all those guys are there. So I, that's kind of why I felt that they would win a championship because I think Steph Curry is going to be on a mission. And once Clay Thompson gets back to running full speed and and where he can hit the ground running, I think that that team is going to have um, a lot of debts to pay where people were trying to pick on them a couple years ago. And now they're going to be back to full strength and they're going to hand out a lot of receipts. I completely agree. I think that they are going to be phenomenal. I'm just not at NBA champion just yet. Um, but I would not say that I would come on here and be shocked if they did win it. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, you know, they're obviously tremendous. Um, 
I it's very excited for the next Friday the twelfth. They host the Bulls. Mm. Um, so I'm very excited for that. You know, plane plane tickets <laughs> to San Francisco. You know anybody that can do that for us? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't be against going if we, could, if we had a hookup <laughs> by any means. I'd have to take my wife though. She's like, you know, I can't go to California without my wife. And I, yeah, I understand that. Mine would yeah. be good too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, before we get out of here and before we wrap this up, I do real quick because we've we've mentioned a few times on the show and we didn't even bring this up in our pre-show meeting today. But I really do want to spend some time, and I know that it took a ass kicking yesterday from Miami, talking more about Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've seen what he's doing so far: twenty nine points, eight rebounds. I mean, eight assists and five rebounds a game. He is tied for points in the paint per game for the league lead with Anthony Davis. Yeah, a point guard is tied with a. You know, one of the best big men in the league who is having an unbelievable year. Uh, maybe the only one in the Lakers that's really having a quote-unquote unbelievable year. I mm-hmm. think LeBron's shooting really well right now, but other than that. Um, and I know this Memphis team isn't spectacular, you know. you know. I know that they talked about it a little bit on Shot Callers this past week as far as they're probably you know, a little ahead of their schedule from what they thought. Um, but this is a good ball club. And Ja, I think, has definitely made his case to be like, you know, he's the dude. Mm-hmm. When they ask, when the he doesn't have to do that thing where he's like, I should have been the first pick. He's like, I'm glad I got picked to Memphis. And so I'm all for it. Um, how are you feeling about our guy, number 12, Ja Morant? Um, I, I think that when you, when you look at players um, and impact, um, I almost feel like an Allen Iverson-esque impact of John ja Morant. So when you watch John, ja, I like that a lot. You know what I mean? When you but, but like when you watch him, like he's not a, he scores points in the paint. He he challenges big guys. He leads the team. He can score. He can rebound. He can pass the ball. I mean, he reminds me a lot of when Allen Iverson came into the league. Um when, when, you know, when guys didn't, you know, when it, they didn't really respect little guards and they didn't respect guys that could get into the paint and score the way he does. Dude, his finishing ability, and I know they brought this up on Shot Clock, but his finishing ability around the rim is second to none. I mean, the way that guy's able to finish shots inside the paint against big guys is just phenomenal. And Allison was the same way. I mean, his floater game, the way he could get to the basket, the way he had angles off the glass, the way he did different things. I mean, he was just – Allen Iverson was just phenomenal in finishing. And John Morant is that good. Um, the way he's able to finish around the rim is just – it's amazing. So, um, I do love his game. He's taken that next level from star to superstar. He's in that category of superstars. So – um, he he has that Allen Iverson esque ability to be able to do the things that he's able to do on a night in night out basis, and his freaking energy is just is is phenomenal. So I like John Morant a lot. 
I never in my I would never have put together comparing him to Allen Iverson because you look at the athleticism mm-hmm. and you look at like his like you know the way he attacks for him you're like okay Russell Westbrook in his prime Derrick Rose in his prime you're like okay I can see those comparisons um you know like and then you're like but Allen Iverson's an awesome one like you said you're the exact reasons as far as like attacking the paint mm-hmm. challenging big men at the rim um I think my favorite thing about John Moran is when he dunks now. He's finally landing on both feet instead of yeah. one leg, and so he's not risking injury. Correct. Like, oh man, that scared the hell out of me every yeah. time he get in the air. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm very happy with that. I very love that. So yeah. I found, I just thought of one final segment I'm going to use every week. Okay. And while I'm giving my reasoning, I'll give you a few minutes to research. So since we are called the Bench Mob, okay. the Shot Caller says they're Shot Caller of the Week, which I love. I think it's a really fun segment. I feel like we should do where we dedicate our bench mob of the week to a bench player on an NBA team who has jumped out the most for us. Oh, do you like this? I do like this. Okay, so I, I will like give this. you a few minutes because I just thought of it. We're gonna run with this. Okay. Um, but my bench mob of the week is gonna be a little bit out of left field, and I'm gonna be writing an article about this young man this week for the for the website. I'm giving my shout out to Ayo Donsunmu of my beloved Chicago Bulls. Okay. And yes, it's totally a homer pick. I understand that. But like I said, I watch every Bulls game. This kid is really, I mean, he's only averaging two points, one, you know, two points, two rebounds, one assist kind of thing. He's, you know, not playing a ton of minutes. Uh, he did just get 20 minutes the other you know, yesterday against Utah. But when Ayo Dunsumu is on the court, I think he is going to kind of go in that, like, Bulls fandom guy as far as, like, that blue-collar player who brings his lunch pail to work, and when he is mm-hmm. on the floor, he busts his ass, and he chases after everything. He goes after di- he dives after balls. He knows he's not the most talented player, but he gives you everything he's got. Um, obviously, very decorated from his time at Illinois. I thought the Bulls got him at a steal from the value. They got him in the second round when I really thought he was a late first rounder. Um, but to me, just what he brings to this team every week, he brings an attitude and a swagger. And like I said, he knows he's not the most athletic guy. He doesn't have like the most NBA talent, but he gives everything he's got and probably going to be taking some more minutes from Troy Brown Jr. who just played three minutes last night against Utah. So mm. my bench mobber of the week, I'm giving you some love. Number 12 in Chicago, Ayo Donsunmu. Keeping your home city proud. <laughs> you know they love Chicago kids that play for the Bulls. Yes, they Sometimes do. too much. <laughs> absolutely man I, did you find your bench mobber that's a good one i did i did um and i'm gonna keep it simple because it's a guy i just like and he's a former bull um my bench mobber um for the five and one next derrick rose now okay the reason why i picked derrick rose is because his role has been a bit reduced because he hasn't been playing as many minutes as he has, but his minutes are impactful. Um, when he gets on the floor, he's able to lead that second unit and and still be Derrick Rose and give them what they need as far as leadership uh, and ability to distribute the basketball. Also, I do think that his lower minutes now will pay dividends later on in the season. I agree. My bench mobber of the week, uh, he's always been money, Derrick Rose. I love it, man. I love it. Oh, I do have one question for you. Sure. In our group text, Tim Daniel did say he is oh out on the Lakers. 
Explain, my friend. Because <laughs> like, you are you are ride or die, and I know your love of LeBron, and I know your love of that Anthony Davis and that Lakers squad. Tell me why you're out on the Lakers. It feels like a better version of those Cavaliers teams in LeBron's first run they would just try to throw pieces together and try to fit them in the puzzle, but one piece just was a little bit of a jig, like the jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. One piece just didn't really fit. And the way that this team, and I understand it's a brand new roster and things like that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that they couldn't still end up having a really good year because they certainly could. I thought they looked pretty good in the fourth quarter against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worry about their defensive consistency. And a lot of that is because it's like, well, you know, they're playing Malik Monk. And mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. and you know, you go down the list, and where, I talked last guys. <laughs> right. I talked last week about how I really do not love DeAndre Jordan on this team. Damn. I think he's a terrible fit. I just feel like the pieces they have, like Westbrook, LeBron. I think the you know Westbrook, LeBron, Davis, they'll figure it out. Those guys, Westbrook has slow starts all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we already know he's not a very good shooter. Yep. Um. Yep. He had had a quadruple double against. Oklahoma City, and one of those was turnovers. Absolutely. Um, so that's worrisome. But I just, wor- I, you know, just kind of to clear, clear, clarify my point. I just worry about can they put this together? Can they make this work past the big three? Can these other guys step up? You're counting on Kent Bazemore to hit big shots. That doesn't feel very good. You're like, well, don't worry, guys. Tre- Trevor Rees is going to come back. You're like, Oh, that's a weird thought. Yeah, and it's like so LeBron's the second point guard again. And it's yeah. like I don't I don't know about this. But like Malik Monk hit some big shots this past week. Um, yeah, you know, obviously the game in San Antonio, he was really good. He wasn't so good against Oklahoma City. Um I don't really remember him doing much in the Cleveland game. I do think that one play where like Westbrook's driving full speed oh, and he yeah. like does an end around pass to LeBron. I was like, that was pretty freaking awesome. That oh, was yeah. like, yeah, that that's what you like fantasized about when they became teammates. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I I I should refrain by saying I did say yes that I am out because I was very frustrated after the Oklahoma City game. Oh, and I can um, I I can I yeah I could see why I could see why, especially when what really Westbrook's like mad that basically i'm like you're russell westbrook right shut up she's right <laughs> come on uh but i just kind of have really big concerns on is this going to work or is this going to be like they trade half the team to get another half of the team at the deadline and they've been known to do that yeah done it quite a bit so who, also made I, some really dumb trades so so in your opinion and i know we're trying to get out of here but in your opinion what trade or what player out there could they bring in that would make them feel less clunky? Ooh, I'd have to look at that. I mean, um, I know that's I a, have, that's a big question, but I have this big worry that DeMarcus Cousins is going to end up on the Lakers <laughs> roster at some point. <laughs> I'm still here, guys. Look, hey, hey. Yeah, he was like linked to the Bulls for a while, and I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> um. I think Thad Young would be good on the Lakers if he doesn't go back to Chicago after the Spurs buy him out. Yeah. That feels inevitable that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if he goes to either team, I'll be happy, obviously. But I think Thad Young would be a good fit for the Lakers as mm-hmm. far as, like, 
the veteran defender who like actually busts his ass on the defensive side yeah. would be a really good fit for them. Um, he doesn't fix everything, um, but I think he's probably a better thing than like, I feel like they thought Austin Reeves was going to be Alex Caruso, and it's like Alex Caruso is really good. Alex Caruso is really Alex Caruso is the one I think that they regret the most. Yes, because I absolutely. think he was a lot. He was such. He was more integral to that team than any other person could have ever thought that he was until you lost him. And now, like you're watching him with the Bulls, and like you're like, dang man, like. He was really good. And I mean, he is really good. I mean, he's he's a he's legit. Yeah. I, There's gotta 100%. be some like like as you think about like like their issue is is finding defenders. So it's like trying to find somebody out there that you could trade for that could be a they don't need any more scorers. They need people that can defend. Here's an idea. And I know that's gonna counteract what I said. Why don't you, I don't know, trade for Buddy Heald? It feels like that was, I don't know, a Man. strong possibility there for a while. Yeah. And Buddy and Buddy would give them both things. He'd give them defense and he'd give them perimeter shooting. Yeah. That would that would be and, and truth be told, and, and either one of them, him or Harrison Barnes, because Harrison Barnes is playing lights out. Either one of them two would help help would help the Lakers. Yeah, I have no idea how the salaries work on that. Um, I don't know either, but but either one of those two would would help them. It would give them both, and it would get them out of Sacramento. Yeah, I don't think I'm necessarily ready to give up on the Russell Westbrook experiment, just because I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like him, and I get it, but like I kind of find him to be extremely entertaining on the mm-hmm. basketball court, even though he like does do some weird decision making sometimes. Yeah. Um. Did he do the crip walk the other night coming up? Uh. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw that. Can I say that? I guess I can say that. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I, uh, that, that that clears board policy. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like watching the game, and I was like, "Did he just?" Yeah. But that that was yeah that was something. But I think he's incredibly entertaining to watch play basketball. Right. So. And I you know, and I think can... that I, I'm not worried about those three, like you said. Yeah. It's not those three. And truth be told, I'm not really worried about Carmelo. I mean, I thought Carmelo. I'm not either. I think he's played. I well. think Carmelo has played extremely well. Um, it's it's the other guys. It's the you know, it's your Rondos, it's your Baysmores, yeah. it's your DeAndre Jordan. Like, like the. I mean, no comment on DeAndre Jordan. Like the, like that roster is just. Uh, like you get past those four, maybe Dwight Howard, and it's like poo poo. Like it's it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like you know. I think Taylor Horton Tucker will definitely fix some things yeah. as far as like playmaking and defense. Yeah, he's not much of a shooter. Yeah, I hate when people label him as one. No, um, but yeah, man, I think it's just. It's just irritating, and I get it. We've seen LeBron teams do this so many times. They start like nine and eight or something like that, and they end yeah. up in the finals. So, yep. yep, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, man, I hope uh, you all enjoyed our Halloween hoops talk. Um, keep an eye out for everything going on. We're going man. content crazy. Yeah, I was right gonna now. say we we got big things coming, man. Big things. Yeah, I'm really excited about Parker's first article. Mm. Uh, I'm about to proofread it, and make sure everything looks good. 
Um, he made a really good graphic, not only for this episode, but for his article on Evan Mobley. Um, I'm going to write an article about my bench mobber of the week in Io Dunsunmu this week and just kind of talk about how I think he'll be the next Chicago Bulls fan favorite um, just because of his effort and energy. And they love effort and energy, guys. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Bill Wennington. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for tuning in to all of our shows. Uh, Wednesday on At Large Bid, we will be previewing the ACC and the SEC. Uh, the Big Ten and Big 12, probably the two best conferences in basketball, but these are two conferences that are going to have some really good teams as well. Um, so, Ben, thank you as always. Yes, Happy sir. Happy Halloween, everyone. Have a good night, and we will talk to you soon. See you guys.